and action. I'm not the action guy. Travis is the action guy today. We are very proud to, to have Travis bring the word tonight. He does such a wonderful job, and I, it, I just love listening to him. So, Travis. Thank you, sir. Right. I gotta get I gotta get all my I gotta get all my stuff set up here, so hold on. <laughs> yes. How are y'all doing this evening? All right. That's good. That's that's awesome because I am really awesome tonight, so <clears throat> um First off, I'm going to open up with a word of prayer real quick and then and then get going. Father God, I just thank you uh, for the opportunity. I thank you for this evening. Father God, I thank you for the opportunity for all of us to come here tonight for this for this body, Father God, to come together uh, to, to worship you, Father God, to hear your word. Father God, I thank you for this word that's going to come forth tonight, Father God, that it is on time. It is from you. It's not from me, Father God, but it's from your spirit, and, and you're just using me to get it out there, Father God, for, for these people to hear, for the, for the body of Christ to hear, Father God. We thank you that it's seeds that are going to be sown into good ground, and it's going to grow, and it's going to produce fruit, Father God. We thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, so first off, I want to start tonight by saying, um, like every time I have the opportunity to to speak or teach or anything like that, it's such a it's such a privilege, it's such a blessing. <clears throat> I thank Pastor Paul and Ginger, uh, Pastor Pastor Greg and Angel, for for the, giving me the opportunity to to share what's on my heart. Um, I, again, I, I never really thought that you know years ago that I would be in a position to be able to do this. Um, so for me, it's, it's really cool. Um, I, again, I really appreciate it. It's really a, an awesome thing and it's really an honor. So, uh, thank you guys for, for trusting me enough, <laughs> maybe, uh, that, uh, that you guys let me do this. I think that what I've got for tonight is, is important. Um, I think it's again, like I prayed, it's on time. Um, and it's for this body, but it's for the entire body of Christ. So, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, when Pastor Ginger came and first and mentioned to me, she was like, "Hey, this is when we want you guys we want you to do a first Wednesday." I was like, "Okay." And then uh, Pastor Paul had mentioned it to me, and then Pastor Ginger came to me again. And was like, "Hey, are you gonna be ready for next?" I was like, "Yes, everything's good." I was like, "Man, this is great. I've got this word that's inside. I mean, this thing's been rolling and stirring in me. So this is great. This is awesome." Um, and then on a Wednesday night in Disciple Walk, there was a kind of a little mild announcement type thing. They were like, I think, I think Greg said, he was like, hey, just letting you guys know, here in a few weeks we're going to be starting on this, kind of like this series, this, uh, this, this like thing we're going to do for a while, for a few weeks, and uh, there'll be more info coming, and I was like panic mode, right? <laughs> and, um, and then like a week or two later, Ginger came in and was like, we're going to do this series on identity, and I was like, all right, God, you missed it. You didn't get the memo, the, the email from the, the pastors were sending back and forth and they were talking about this because this is in me. I, I know what you told me, but it ain't got nothing to do with identity. So me and you, we're going to have to chat because you missed it. And, and it's all right. I forgive you this time. Um, you need to get it right next time. But like always, he does what he always does. Uh, not slap me around like he probably should, uh, but basically showed me where, look, this is right where you're supposed to be. 
This is, this is in line. This is about identity. This is, this is exactly what people need to hear. Um, and again, that's, that's awesome that he does that, right? He does that with me. I don't know if he does that with y'all, but I usually am right, and then I realize that I'm totally not right, like 100% wrong, and he's right, but he's got to kind of direct me in that. So <clears throat> he, did, he did that again with this. So um, like I said when I started, I'm, I'm super excited about this. Um, a few weeks back, um, or, or over the past few weeks and months, God's had this thing rolling in me, like I said. It's been kind of stirring in me. And a few weeks back, Shannon Brooks was here. And if you were here that Sunday morning, it was super good. If you weren't here that Sunday morning, go find it on the YouTube channel or the Facebook page and watch it because it was really good. When she was here, I truthfully, I got one thing. And it was awesome. And it was one little snippet. And after it came out and when she said it, I don't remember anything else that was said. I don't. Because it was just like, it was in me, and it was like a bell and a ring, and I was just over and over and over, and I couldn't get off of it. And she said this. She said, it's either all true or none of it is. That's what she said. It's all true or it's not. There's, that's it, right? That's it. When she said that, I wrote that down. I, in my notes, I wrote it down. It's all true or it's not. All bold. I was scribbling on my phone. You can't even hardly read it. And then right after that, I wrote, it's time we start acting like it. It's either all true or it's not. And if we believe that it's all true, then we should be acting like it's all true. That's, that's it, right? So as Christians, a lot of times, we don't understand really what our identity is. Right? Pastor Paul was talking about it. He, he got, kind of got into some of the basics on this. Um, the Bible says that people will know us by our fruits. Right? We talk about the fruits of the Spirit. You know, the vine, and we're giving off the, the fruit, and it should be good fruit. And people will recognize that. The world should be able to identify us as Christians by the fruit that's coming out of our lives. So again, if we truly believe that it's all true, and we start acting that way, we start acting that way. Right? If you believe it, you act that way. You identify as a Christian, you believe that it's all true, and you act that way. You want to know, do you want to know what it's called when a Christian starts acting like they actually believe what the Bible says? You want to, when you actually believe this and you start acting that way, you know what it's called? It's called boldness. It's called boldness. Right? If I believe this thing is real and I believe it's true and the stuff in here is, is real, and the stuff in here is true, then I will step out because I know it's right. And I know I'm supposed to be doing this because the Word says it. And that's boldness, right? So what is boldness? Defined, if you look it up in the little dictionary on the app, or if you've you got the actual book at your house, whatever, boldness is defined this way. It says a brave or confident way of behaving that shows no fear, Right? Okay, that's, that's right. It also is a trait. It's a trait of being willing to undertake things that involve risk. All right? Well, those are both, those are both good definitions. Brave, confident way. You behave where you don't have any fear. Uh, it's a trait. You undertake things no matter what the risk. Those, those, are, those are boldness. 
But I believe that what we're called to is, is a biblical boldness. It's a Christian boldness, and it's a little different. I don't, really, I don't really think of it like a personality trait or a characteristic. <clears throat> and I say that because you can have like a shy, kind of soft-spoken, kind of timid maybe. You can describe them different ways. Maybe an introverted type person um, that can be bold at a point. God says, do this, and they do it. And that's not in, their, that's not in their, their nature, right? That's not a normal characteristic of them. And you can also have a person that's normally like the brash, outspoken, you know, say anything to anybody kind of guy or, or lady. And that person in a moment doesn't act that way, right? So it's not necessarily like a personality trait. <clears throat> I, think, I think a better definition that I found is this. Boldness is acting on an urgent conviction in the face of opposition. That's what boldness is, right? Boldness is in... Boldness is acting on an urgent conviction in the face of opposition, right? There's a conviction. You've got a conviction. You believe a certain way about a certain thing, right? You believe a certain way about a certain thing. And in the face of opposition, you'll stand up with your act, that's boldness. And that, that's not about your personality. That's not about anything like that. That's about the spirit inside of you saying, it's time to rise up. It's time to stand up. And I'm going to act bold and I'm going to do it. No matter, no matter what your norm, how you normally would react, right? <clears throat> well, there's, there's, in the Bible, there are lots of different great accounts and stories of boldness, right? I mean, Old Testament, New Testament, it's full of them. It's boldness, 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 but it's... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it's Daniel, it's, it's Samson, it's Moses, it's uh, name, you know, Old Testament person here, right? They acted in boldness. There was something that came up against them, there was adversity. New Testament, same thing, it's full of them, there's lots of them. So tonight, I'm going to focus on one, right? Because I don't have 13 and a half hours. <clears throat> I've only got three and a half. So uh, we're going to be in Acts chapter 4. Right, you can kind of get there or get on your app. Some of it, it's going to be up on the screen. I'm going to bounce around in Acts four kind of a lot, so uh, I'm going to also do some paraphrasing because I don't want to read 31 verses. So I'm going to start with a little bit of backstory, okay? And it's going to be actually it's starting in kind of Acts chapter three. So you're familiar with this story. This is Peter and John. They're going to the temple, right? They're on the way to the temple, and they come across this lame this lame man that has been been put at the gate day after day after day. He's always there. He's always begging. He's this beggar. And <clears throat> Peter and John come by, and he's begging for money. And Peter says, look, I don't have any silver. I don't have any gold. I don't have any, I don't have any money for you. But what I do have, I'll give to you. And he says, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk, right? And the man jumps up, and he's healed, and Okay, so that's what's going on in, in Acts chapter 3. Then after that happens, and they, that Peter and John continue into the temple, and this guy, right, he goes with them into the temple, and they start preaching and teaching about Jesus. And, and the people in the temple are seeing this guy, and they're like, that's the dude. That's the guy that's always outside the gate. He's, at, he's in here. He's walking around. What's going on? So they go to, they're, they're teaching about it. They're like, look, this is, this is Jesus. This is the Messiah, right? This is how this happened. So they're, they're, they're talking and doing all this stuff. And it says in there, it says that many believed. Many of the people that were in the temple start, were believing what they were saying, right? Well, it goes into Acts 4, and the, 
the uh, the Sadducees and the priests and these scribes guys that are here, they're like, oh, hold on, hold on, we got to shut this down. Like they can't be talking about all this, right? So they have the they have Peter and John arrested, right? They have them locked up, and said it's late in the day, and they're like, we're gonna we're gonna lock them up, and then tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna put it on them, right? So we're gonna go to we're gonna go in Acts four. We're gonna start in verse seven, and we'll read a little bit. But again, that's kind of what's been going on, right? That's what leads up to this point. And in verse 7 it says, And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Right? These, these scribes, these Sadducees, high priests are like, All right, you did this thing. By what power have you done this? And in verse 8 it says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you. He, he stands here whole before you right now because of that, right? All right, so the Sadducees, these guys, they're like, how did you do this? Who, who gave you the authority to do this, right? Who gave you the power to do this? Who told you you can do this? And Peter calls them out. I mean, he calls them out. He's standing. These guys are all around him. They're in this, whatever this setting is, right? They're in this, this before this council, this group of religious leaders of the time and Peter and John are here and they're like why did you do this who gave you the authority and they and Peter's like I'm going for broke guys God it's all I got and he calls them out he says to him he says look if I'm gonna get judged this man right here that's standing right over here made whole and if you're gonna judge me for help this helpless man that was made whole and you're gonna judge me for that I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna tell you why this is why this is how it happened let it be known to all of you, to you, to all the people of Israel, that this was done by Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who you guys crucified. Y'all crucified him. God raised him from the dead, and he made that man whole. I mean, he just throws it out there, right? If you go down to verse 13, right? We'll skip a couple of verses, but if you go down to verse 13... He says, now when they saw, when the Sadducees, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus, right? So he says, they see this boldness in these guys. They're not professional orators. These aren't high priests. This is, this is Peter, the fisherman. This is the guy, the scared guy. Right? Denied Jesus. Didn't want to get arrested. He just stood up and, and threw it all on us. They realized, okay, the only, they realized it. These religious leaders realized that the only way that they have that boldness is because they've been with Jesus. They've been with Jesus. They've been spending time with Jesus, and now they have this boldness, and, and they have the authority, and they have the power, and they don't care, and they're, and they're going to make it known, right? So... They realize uh, that they, when they realize that, it says that they, well, basically, they could ident their identity of who they were wasn't hidden, right? It wasn't hidden anymore. They, they weren't trying to hide. They were like, 
we're followers of Christ. This is how I did this thing. That's where the power came from. <clears throat> so the, as the chapter continues, again, I'll do a little, do a little, little paraphrasing down to where we're at. Uh, the, the, the Sadducees realize, they're like, okay, look. These guys, they've got some authority. They've got some power. They ain't afraid, right? Um, but what we need to do is we need to get them to shut up. We need to get them to quit talking about this. They don't need to be spreading this around. They don't need to be spreading this word. They don't need to be preaching about Jesus. They don't need to be talking about Jesus anymore. So they threatened them. They said, look, guys, y'all can't, y'all can't talk about this anymore. Can't talk about it. You can't be preaching in the name of Jesus. You can't be teaching about Jesus. It, it actually says that they told him, you cannot speak at all. They wanted them completely silenced. They wanted them to go and leave and never talk about it again and let's bury this thing and we don't let them sweep it under the rug. Let's, let's move on, right? That's what they wanted them to do. And it says they released them. It says and after they told them that, they threatened them. They put all these threats against them like, don't make us bring you back in here, right? Don't do that. It's going to be bad. Just go be quiet and don't, and don't do nothing. It says they left. They released them. And it says they went back to... They went back to their, their families and went back to their friends, right? That's what it says. And then it goes to verse 29, and that's where we're going to be at next, right? Verse 29. They're with their, their, their friends. They're together now. And it says, and they prayed, and it says this. They prayed, now, Lord, look on their threats, the threats that had just come against them from the religious leaders, right? Look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. In verse 30, by stretching out your hands to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Right? They prayed. God, boldness. That's what they prayed for. At that point in time, they had just been, again, they had been arrested. They would come before this council of, of, of priests. They could have at that point said, you know what, the cost is too high. It's too great. We don't want the persecution. Uh, we don't want to go back to jail. We don't want something to happen to us. We don't want to have something to happen to our families. We don't have, want anything to happen to our friends, right? I don't want to get a bad name. I don't want to have a bad reputation. They could have done any of those things they could have said, right? But that's not what they did. They could have chosen the easy way out, and they, and they could have listened to what they were told, and they could have not preached the gospel. They could have not done what Jesus told them to do, to go into all the world and spread the good news, right? They could have done that, but that's not what they did. The first thing that they did was prayed, and they asked for more boldness. They went before God and prayed and said, God... Give us boldness so we can continue to speak these things out because that's what you've told us to do. <clears throat> and then when they did, the Holy Spirit showed up and shook the place that they were in. This is not Acts 2 Pentecost, day of Pentecost, guys. This is, just, this is just a little short time removed from that. And the Holy Spirit shows up again. And he shakes the building. No, no tongues of fire and mighty rushing wind. He shakes the building. And they're like, oh my. And they are filled with more power and more boldness of the Holy Spirit because they'd asked for it. <clears throat> I truly believe, I truly believe that God is looking for us right now. 
the body of Christ. I'm talking the 100% sold out body of believers, true followers of Christ, that He wants us to make the decision, right? He wants us to make that decision. Are we going to bow down to the culture? Are we going to bury our heads in the sand? Are we going to look for safety by hiding our identity? You know? I'm not a Christian. What are you talking about? Right? He's wanting people that are not going to do that. <clears throat> Satan's going to continue to do what he's always done. Right? He's, going to, he, he's not going to stop. He's going to do the same thing he's always done. He's going to bring doubt into our minds. He's going to bring doubt. He's going to bring questions. Is it true? Is it not? He's going to bring that doubt. Right? Because if he can get us to doubt, he can get us defeated. The other thing he's going to do is he's going to bring opposition or persecution, just like he did with them. Right? He brings persecution against us. And then what are you going to do? Are you going to back down? Are you going to, you're going to, you're going to cower? Are you going to hide? You're going to hide your identity? Right? Is that what you're going to do? When opposition comes, that's when we have to act with that urgent conviction. Right? We have to have that conviction. Because at that point, we have to determine if we're going to back down or not. Right? That's standing up in the face of that opposition. That's that boldness that we're called for. You can't live... You can't live a life of boldness in Christ if you don't believe that it's all true. You have to decide if it's all true. Is it true or is it not? And once you make that decision, then you can actually live with that, in that life of boldness. I'm going to look back real quick at verse 29 and 30 real quick. Um, in my study with all this, I'm, I do a lot of word study. I, I love it. I like looking at the words. I like looking at them in the in the Greek and the Hebrew. The stuff this was the Aramaic, the stuff that this stuff was actually written in to see what the words meant, right? So I'm not reading it in the God love it King James version or the New King James, right? No, nothing against any of those, but I, I really like to go to the the lexicon and look at that stuff. So in verse 29, there's a word here that we've been talking about tonight. It's boldness. Right? And then in verse 31, it's the same thing. It's boldness, right? We're talking about boldness. That word in both places in the Greek, I'm going to botch it. I'm sorry. It's parousia, right? It's parousia. If you want later, you can come look at it. It's in italics here on my pad. It's great. It's parousia. That word that they spoke when they prayed and asked God, Right? For this boldness. Do you know what they were asking for when they said that word? They were asking for fearless confidence and freedom of speech. That's what that word means. The Greek word is freedom of speech. Right? They wanted freedom to speak in confidence what, they, what God had for them to speak. Now... I don't and won't allow this to become my political rant, right? This isn't going to devolve into that, I promise. Although Carly would love it because we have our discussions. I'm not going to do that. However, um, I am going to bring, I'm going to bring up a few points here, right? Because I think it's really important to share. Our founding fathers when they wrote the founding documents over this country, right, one of the very first things that they wrote to protect, 
the First Amendment Bill of Rights is freedom of speech. you got to have it, right? There has to be that freedom of speech. They knew that it was important, and that's why they put it there. They understood, those guys understood the boldness that was required to speak freely because they were living in a time also, right, in the, in the 1700s in America, they were living in a time where they didn't have that ability either. They couldn't speak freely either. They, there was a, a monarch above them that was bringing down all kinds of stuff on them. And when they would do that, it was bad. They had all, kind, all kinds of stuff would come against them. So they knew how important it was for them then, but they also understood because of their background, they understood that word. They knew what that word meant. They knew that when Peter and John asked for boldness, they were asking for freedom of speech. They were saying, we want to be able to come into a place and we want to be able to speak, speak with confidence and freedom and know that nothing's going to come against us, that we can do it and we can have that boldness. And they knew that and they understood it. <clears throat> now, Miss Marvely, if y'all can hit the lights real quick, I got something to show y'all real quick. Now, before they throw this up here, I'm going to show you a slide, okay? <clears throat> the only person that has altered this slide is me. And when they put it up there, you will understand what I mean. Let's go ahead and put the first slide up there. All right, it's kind of hard to see, <clears throat> but I will describe it to you. This was a post that my cousin put on Facebook, right? His name is up at the top. I didn't black his name out. He posted this, right? Now, this was on Facebook, and I'm, this isn't a bash. I'm just showing, I'm giving you this as, as, as an example. This was sensitive content. They blurred this out, right? It says, this photo may show violent or graphic content. And then if you want to see it, you got to click on it, right? you got to click see more. you got to do, or see photo down at the bottom. You have to click it. Yeah, so, and I've, you know, I don't know about y'all, but, you know, it's like the, yeah, it's, it's, like, the, it's like the car wreck, right? Like, you got to see it, right? So, my, my cousin, I love him. He's a great guy. Um, I, I, I didn't know what this was. I didn't think it was going to be anything too graphic or too bad. That's really not his nature. But still, I was like, I kind of wonder, right? So, I will tell you this. If you are queasy, you may want to close your eyes, okay? All right, go ahead and show me the second one. All right. Okay, I was just kidding. You can open your eyes. This is a picture of two little boys looking up, and it says, Sometimes I just look up, smile, and say, I know that that was you, God. Thank you. Wow. That was censored. You know why? Violent content. I screenshotted that because he posted it. He didn't, he didn't even know that it had been censored. But when I was on my feed, that's what it looked like. And I was like, what is that? And it, I opened it up, and that's what it showed. And I was like, what? Hold on. That don't make no sense. That don't look like violent content. That doesn't look like a graphic nature thing. Like, why is that being hidden? Why is that being censored? I'll tell you why it's being censored. Because the devil wants it to be censored. Right? He does. All right, y'all can hit the lights. <clears throat> that freedom that I was talking about, that boldness, right? It's under attack. Okay? It's not under attack by the government. It's not under attack by politicians. It's not under attack by insert political party, right? It's not even under attack by social media platforms or big tech or whatever you want to hear or whatever Fox News or any of those other guys are talking about, right? It's not. That freedom is under attack from every principality, every power, 
every ruler in dark places, by Satan himself is attacking that. You want to know why? Because Peter and John prayed for it, and God knew that we were going to have to have that boldness, that freedom of speech, to be able to stand in a place and say, this is God's word, this is God's truth. It's true, and that's the way it is. That's the end of the story, right? So we know, the word says, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. It's not. This isn't about people. This isn't about government. This isn't about any of that. This is about the devil trying to come against boldness that we have to have to live in a world that requires boldness. I really truthfully believe, okay, I really truthfully believe that, like I said at the beginning, we are in a time and a place that it's quickly approaching day by day, right, where we, the people who identify as Christians, we're grounded in Jesus. We love him with all our heart. We live our lives for him. Where we have to make a decision if we're going to step out in that boldness and, and choose that. And the choice is, is it true or is it not? It's one or the other. We have to make that decision. So the question is, is how can we be bold, Right? Had the, all this stuff's going on, how can we be bold? How can we be bold with all this stuff going on? Well, the first way we have boldness is through faith, right? You have to believe it. You have to have the faith. Ephesians 3.12 says, Ephesians 3.12, In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in Him. That's how we have the boldness. That's how we have the confidence. It's through Him. He gives it to us. That access is right there. It gives us the access to it in Him, in Him, in faith. Is it true? Yes. It's true? I'm stepping. I believe. I have the boldness to believe it. That's where we access it, through faith. It doesn't take faith to live a hidden Christian life, right? It doesn't. It doesn't take... I'm sorry. I'm not... I'm not being mean. It don't take faith to come to church on a Sunday or a Wednesday night. That don't take no faith. You know, that's fun. I mean, we have, we have, I have friends here. We hang out. We drink coffee, right? It's great. I mean, it's the best thing. I can sit around with friends and drink coffee. That's awesome. So I don't take no faith for me to show up to that, right? That just, that's free time that I've got. I can do, hang out with friends, right? That doesn't take faith. Boldness is faith. It, it takes that boldness in the faith to stand up when God tells you to stand. That's boldness. That's faith. Is do this even though it doesn't look like you should. Even though the world is screaming against you in opposition, you do it anyway, that's, that's faith. That's true faith and that's boldness. Pastor Paul was talking on Sunday. Uh, he, he used Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? You have to believe that he is. You must believe that God is who he says he is. Let me put faith another way real quick. I've actually used this in, um, in Disciple Walk before. If you haven't been in Disciple Walk, you haven't heard this. You haven't heard me, may, may not have heard this before. Faith is God's warranty that guarantees the fulfillment of his revelations. Right? That's, that's what faith is. It's his warranty that he guarantees what he says. Right? It's his warranty to us. These promises, the things that he's given to us, the things that are in his word, the things that come through the Holy Spirit, that's faith. And that gives us boldness. 
example of that, right? I sell office furniture, okay? I do, actually, I do lots of stuff, but that's one of the things I do. I sell office furniture. I sell chairs, right? You come to, you come to BMS, you get a chair, they get chairs there, it's a lifetime warranty, right? We've got cheap chairs, like, may last you a week. We've got lifetime warranty chairs, right? Those are the, that's the high dollar, lifetime warranty, okay? I've sold chairs for a long time. I know the quality, right? I know the warranty. I know the manufacturer. I know how they deal with their customers. I know how they handle their warranty claims. I know that. So when someone walks in my store and asks a question, I want a chair. I don't have any problems with it. If I have problems with it, I want people, this is the chair you want right over here. This is it. See this? Look at the bells and whistles. Look at this thing. It goes up and down, tilt side to side. This thing, it'll cook you dinner if you want to. It does everything. You got, you're, going to have to go see, you're going to have to go see Greg get a loan to pay for the chair, but it's a good chair. Lifetime warranty, right? That's it. He's got one too. He'll tell you how good it is. Um, I can do that because I understand that warranty. I understand that guarantee, right? I have faith that that chair is going to do what it says it's going to do and that that company is going to honor what they say they're going to honor. I have faith that God is going to do what he says he's going to do and he is going to honor what he says he's going to honor, right? That's that guarantee. That's that warranty, right? That's faith. The second thing that we have to have, faith, the second thing that's a must, is we have to have the Spirit. We have to have the Holy Spirit, guys. You, you just got to, right? Back in Acts 4, 31, they pray, God, give us boldness. We need boldness, God. We need you to come in this place, and we need you to give us what we have to have to get your word out there. We got to have it. We got to have it, God. And what's he do? He shows up. Holy Spirit drops down. Bam! Right there in the midst of them. Shakes the building. Gives them boldness. And they go out and do, read the rest of Acts. Right? Just read the stuff that they did. The, the, the miracles, the power, the people. The, 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 the 3,000, the 5,000, the people that came to Jesus, that came to know him in a, in a message, in a sermon, where 3,000 people were converted, or 5,000 people were converted. Holy Spirit, that's what it took, right? They had to have that. Second Timothy says, God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. That spirit gives us that. His spirit creates that boldness inside of us. And all we have to do is pray for it, ask for it, and then receive it. When you pray for it and you ask for it, be ready. Be ready. Because he's going to shake your world, right? He will show up. And he will shake it if you're ready for it, or if, even if you're not ready for it. Because he's going to do it when you ask for it and you believe it. It says that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, right? The same spirit that filled Peter and John and gave them boldness. The same spirit that shook that building with, with all of those people there when they prayed. That's the same spirit that lives in every one of us. Same spirit. No different. Do you believe it or not? It's either all true or it's not. <clears throat> If you're, if you're rooted and grounded in Him, 
if you've made that decision and you said, God, I, I believe it. This, this is the real deal. No questions. I believe it. It's all true. I don't have doubts. I don't worry if this is true or this is not true. I have the faith to believe it. And you ask for it, and he'll give you that boldness. Like I said, he'll shake your world, and you, he will make it so you can stand when no one else can stand, when it seems like the whole world is coming against you in opposition and, and threats and persecutions and things like that. You can stand just like they did, just like those, those guys did, those disciples did, because you ask for it and you believe it. And that's all he's looking for. He's only looking for us to make that. Again, it comes down to choice. <clears throat> and, it, and in my thinking, guys, it's real easy, right? Is it true or is it not? That's, that's not a difficult choice to make. Do you believe it or don't you? And if you do, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it, God. It's time. It's, I'm, I'm going to start acting like it. Like I wrote down in my notes. I'm going to act like it's true because I do believe that it's true. Our flesh comes against us all the time and it wars with us to make that, to, to, for that decision, right? It's a battle with, between spirit and flesh. That's what it is every time. <clears throat> the, the spirit resists the flesh. Right, the flesh is pushing, and the spirit resists that in us. So it's just again, it's just that decision to say, "Holy Spirit, give me the boldness. God, give it to me because I need it. I need that. I need that boldness. I'm in a position, whether it's in work, whether it's in life, whether it's in school, right? Getting ready to go back into high school or middle school or college in some cases. In your in your work, in the things that you're doing, the people you're around, right? Do the people around you the, the fruit should show, guys, and this isn't, this isn't condemning, I promise. It's not, right? This is, I, I'm saying this stuff to myself. I believe, I, I'm, truthfully, I am. You know? Do the people around you know? Do your fruits give off? I mean, sure, here at church, you know, but when you're at work, when you're at school, do you have that boldness that people go, ooh, there's something different about that person. I, what is that? I know they're a Christian because I can see the fruits. They stand up. They have boldness. Right? That's the way we want to live. That's what God's calling us to. He's calling us to that. He needs us to do that. Right? He needs you and you and you and you and you and you and me to do that. To stand up. Because if not, then, then we're going to be in a position where we're not doing it. Our, our kids can lose that ability in the country that we're in. They can lose that ability in generations to come. Who knows? It's our, it's our responsibility to stand up and preach the gospel. It's our, it's our responsibility to live for him in boldness. It's our responsibility to show light, to be that city on the hill, to be that light that people see in a dark world. Because all you've got to do in the dark, you got to turn. all you've got to need is just a single flame in a dark room, and everybody can see it. It's just that little bit of boldness that you need that can totally change what's going on around you. It can totally change the world. This was like, guys, this was like 120 people did this. Changed the earth because they decided we're done playing church. We met, we know Jesus. We met the guy. And they ain't going to shut us up. And they can tell us we got to be quiet. And they can tell us not to speak. And they can tell us not to talk about Jesus. But guess what? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. 
I'm going to stand up because that's what he wants us to do. And they changed the world. You know, we got, we got that many people here. Stand up, you know, and, 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 and say, this is it. This is what we're going to do. We're going to make the decision and we're going to change Minden. And we're going to change this city. We're going to change this region. And we're going to change this state. And next thing you know, we're changing the United States of America. And the Holy Spirit comes across, moves across the face of the earth. And it's time to go home because we've done what God told us to do. And we've done spread the gospel to everybody. Right? That's what, it, that's what it's called. That's what we're called to do. Right? That's all it is. So, everybody stand up. If you need boldness in your life, if you want more boldness... If, if the stuff I've said tonight, you're like, look, I've, I need that because I have prayed, and, 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 but maybe it's not a full, full-hearted prayer. It's a little half-hearted, but I, want, I need that because I'm in a situation at my job. I'm in a situation at my school. I'm in a situation with my friends. I'm in a situation with my family, with my parents or my brothers and sisters, and I need that boldness. I need to be able to stand up before people and go, hey, you know what you need? You need the love of Jesus, and I can give it to you. You need to know the truth, and this is the truth. God loves you, and he's forgiven you, and he's done everything that you need, and it's all been paid for, and all you've got to do is step into the promise. If you want that boldness, you can have it. All you have to do is pray, ask him for it, and believe it. That's it. Y'all ready? All right, here we go. Raise your hands. We're going to pray this thing right now over all of us because I think it's, it's time for us to do it. Father God... We come before you right now, Heavenly Father. We ask for your boldness, God. We need your boldness. We are at a time and a place, Father God, when it is required of us. Father God, pour out your Spirit in us so that we have that freedom that you have given us through the Holy Spirit, through the power of the blood, where we can stand in a place where others won't stand, and we can profess your name and speak your word when others won't, Father God. We pray for that boldness. We believe for that boldness. We believe for your spirit to fill us with it so that we can allow that fruit to come out of us and change the world. We thank you for it. We believe it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you, Travis.